talk about B-Stars. And in this episode, we have the fallout of the play. So I thought it was just, oh, there's a cliffhanger. That's it. We're going to get back to exactly that moment in time when the shit was going down. No, negative. We go to the next day. Well, that newspaper was hot, boy. That shit was selling like hotcakes. And even though the paper was selling like hotcakes, people were still playing the telephone game with what actually happened at the play. Like, nah, there was a machine gun that got whipped out. Who overhears this but this adorable dog, Jack. His design is so goddamn precious. The whole time I was watching him, I was like, Jack looks like he needs to be pet right now. Oh my goodness. Jack is adorable. And then my brain started going in circles like, oh my God, did Jack eat him? This adorable baby? <laughs> but it's like, he's a domesticated dog. I'm assuming like he could be happy with pellets. Lewis scolds the carnivores and it's so the visual of this deer yelling at a tiger and a wolf about how they're fucking unprofessional while they sit there and cower and like, yes, Louis. It's really interesting visual. He was suspending them from the, from the drama club. All of a sudden, like, the paparazzi show up, and he's like, let me put on my face real quick. Then he turns around and puts on his customer service voice. Out of his ass, pulls out a grand speech about how we were trying something new, and, you know, and all this other shit. And he's like, right, guys? And they're like, yeah, 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 sure. Excellent. Perfect. I don't know how true you could take this as it's just a play when Bill's over here sporting a shiner. Yeah, they take what Louis says as gospel, which can be dangerous. Jack and Lagoshi, they spend their lunchtime in the empty pool. Lagoshi drops his egg salad sandwich on the floor and the dog picks it up like, yo, five second rule, I'm a dog, I'm gonna eat this off the floor. <laughs> if you've ever had a pet dog and you've dropped something on the ground, you know that that dog's gonna snap that shit up. Uh, I had a half golden retriever, I had a golden Rottweiler and that motherfucker, man, if you drop something on the floor, it was forfeit gone but i thought that was really funny like stuff like that where they kind of go to their they kind of use the way the animals are as personality quirks always fun i noticed lagoshi's posture is really bad for a wolf and he's just kind of sulking and he's like hey man don't pay attention to me he's probably trying to make himself look small around all of the other herbivores and stuff so he doesn't threaten them he's trying to look non-threatening jack is like hey buddy what's going on you've been like weird and depressed lately and it's like that's just that's just my face it's like, no, no, something's up. Are you in love? And he's like, oh, my posture immediately is going to snap. In Super Smash Brothers, Ridley also has, like, shitty posture. He does this thing where he, like, snaps his whole spine and stands straight up to get imposing and scary. And the sound it makes when he does it is so gross because all his, like, dinosaur bones just kind of snap up. I can hear that when he stood up and just started fucking power walking away from his friend. It was so fucking funny. That was amazing. And also, gotta love his friend for being supportive. He doesn't care if this is a, if it's a carnivore or... Well, he thinks it's a carnivore, but he doesn't care if it's a dude or a chick. He's like, just, I'm happy for you, man. And it's like, Jack is the number one and the best. I didn't think I would love anybody more than I love how adorable Tem was. The adorable award goes to Jack now. He gets a big old cute trophy. Then we get, you know, oh shit, Kyrie is banging Louie. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't that be the case? Like, I was the least shocked when I saw this. It just was par for the course. She's sleeping with everyone, right? Louis gets to have this power trip over somebody. It's about power for him, 100%. Also, we got to see that the dogs, they take their sheddings and they sell them to a wool company. It's kind of like going to a sperm bank. And so all these dudes get together and are like, let's sell this fur. They got together a big pile of fur to sell. It's a good way to make a couple extra bucks and also a good way to deal with how fucking dogs shed, right? We also learn about the school festival and what it's about. It's such an interesting holiday where they kind of revere the ancestors of old and dinosaurs and they have this big old dinosaur festival. I thought that was really cute and fun. I'm always a, a sucker for made-up holidays and traditions and stuff. And it also kind of puts a time limit on Lagoshi talking to Kairi and getting his feelings out. However, that goes real bad uh, later in the episode. And the whole time, not only am I like going, Lagoshi, please, for the love of God, just open your mouth and speak. 
I am laughing the whole time because it's it's not only is it realistic, it's funny as hell to watch it happen and to be in both of Kyrie and Legoshi's brains while it's taking place. I'm going to learn her name, but because her voice is Kyrie's voice, it just is the only thing sticking in my head. Everybody uh, talks about how they have to help set up for the festival. They mention, you know, one of their teammates ha- who has like anger issues. And I'm like, you're going to get on Legoshi for getting mad one time? And beating the shit out of Bill. Come on, he seems real timid most of the other times, unless there's times we haven't seen where he snapped and gone off the deep end and has now an actual reputation for this. Maybe it's just how, you know, herbivores think about wolves, right? Maybe it's an unfair stereotype that they all have. The mean girls return to bully Kyrie some more. It looks like the black and white rabbit broke up with her boyfriend and he's like and she's like, yo, you're fucking up our species by doing this shit. And Ky- and Kyrie gives her the goddamn business. You get it, girl. It felt so good to watch her just rip into them. But then Legoshi shows up and is just kind of lumbering there because he's awkward as fuck. And it's like, hey, Legoshi, you can't just stand there, dude. You have to open your mouth and speak. And this is why, like, some dudes probably get the moniker of being creepy or weird because they just kind of stand there. It's like they're in their own heads probably having a mental freakout. <laughs> he's not trying to be creepy, but he's awkward as fuck. The size difference of Legoshi and Kairi it comes really into play here where he's standing behind her and, like, looking down at her. And I was like, all he has to do is open his mouth and lean over and she's eaten. That juxtaposition was on purpose, especially when he does lean over to talk to her. And there was another scene later where, like, they're face to face. She is, like, just three bites and she's gone but you're like nah Legoshi's a good boy unless he's not also Legoshi when he meets her his tail wags a little bit especially because they they kind of put his tail in frame usually to show you that he's happy but it's like look at that it's okay Kyrie you don't see his little tail but she's probably like I don't really give a fuck about wolf body language I'm a rabbit the only body language I need to know is when he bears his fangs and I gotta get the fuck out of there especially when she's like watching him eat and she's like, I'm fucking terrified. Just sitting here, every time he opens his mouth, I get fucking scared and I, I want to run away. I really kind of want to know more about the world building in this world. Like, Meteor Day really opened up a lot of things for me. Especially at Louis saying that, you know, things are changing and, you know, we're living unprecedented times and stuff like that. And I'm like, I want to know the backstory of this world. Like, what happened with predators and herbivores back in the day, all that stuff. That's a great way to get people really hype and into your world building is to give them a little treat. Give them some little nuggets. This is what the world's become and they make you wonder why. Is it like that? And then drip feed you that over the course of the series. That keeps people like me really hyped. Attack on Titan does that really well. Okay, this is how the world works. And then you're like, okay. And then they're like, actually, this is how the world works. And you're like, okay. And then they're like, wait, wait, hold on. This is how the world works. And you're like, what the fuck? And it keeps unraveling like that. Um, the mystery box thing that J.J. Uh, Abrams talked about. The mystery that's set up is the world itself, not necessarily there's a grand secret. And or sometimes the mystery box is a person. He like tries to help her because after the whole situation with the girls, she's like, look, I don't want pity from dudes that I slept with. And he's like, but you didn't sleep with me. And she doesn't even remember not sleeping with him. That's how many dudes she's sleeping with. But why? I'm desperate to understand each and every one of these characters inside and out. Like, why do you do the things you do? And I think having a show where it's just set takes place in a school, having that as your um, mystery box, the people themselves, and also the world, is, that, was, that was a nice little treat I wasn't expecting, but having the people be the mystery box is so juicy. Back in the day, remember when you were, when you were a teenager and there was drama and you were like, I don't want no more drama in my life, but then they were like, yo, Lakeisha did this, and you were like, yo, what Lakeisha did? I'm not in the drama, Lakeisha is. Tell me what she did, because nothing's going on in my life right now. <laughs> I just want to know what Alicia did. And I think it's the reason why people watch reality TV, right? To see drama that's not their own 
personal drama. Because drama sucks when you're in the middle of it. But if you're just the, from outside looking in on the drama, it's so entertaining. Self-contained drama in a space like this is nice and safe way to get your drama fix. Whip out your popcorn and enjoy yourself. So they're at the food court having dinner together. And instead of having a conversation, <laughs> Lagoshi is in his own head freaking out. Just like, this girl so close to me. You want Lagoshi to open his mouth and say the things that's in his head. But he can't do it. He's just kind of stuck. I have that feeling with, like, new people, right? Like, like I said before, there's lots of people on Twitter that I really want to get to know and that I'm, I really want to talk to them. Or I joined some Discord servers that I have not even opened because I'm too scared to engage. And it's like, but why are you so scared to engage? Like, oh, if I open my mouth and say something, will they think I'm stupid? Will they think I'm an idiot? Will they think I'm a jerk? Fuck, 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 what do I do? What do I do? And so this is very relatable, but it's like at the same time, after the first time, you would have thought that he would have had that freak out and then like, oh, you know, she's really easy to talk to. I really want to talk to her again. When he actually meets with her, actually talk, say anything and then see where that goes. Then you can freak out about what you did say. The inner monologues are so goddamn funny. He doesn't even know what her name is. He finally gets her name at the end. She's like, my name is not Kyrie. It's a cute little meeting and I hope they have more meetups and I want to see Lagoshi's little tail wag some more because it's the cutest thing, this little timid guy. I just want good things for him, even though I think he's a goddamn murderer. Everybody makes a mistake. Thanks for listening.